Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Deepa Halaharvi. I'm a breast surgeon in Columbus, Ohio. I'm also the host of the Breast Cancer Podcast. My name is Dr. Pankaj Tiwari. I am also in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm the host of the Breast Podcast Ever, which is a plastic and reconstructive surgery podcast related to breast cancer. I am so excited to partner with you, Dr. Tiwari, for this educational breast and plastic surgery series. Yeah, this is exciting. I don't know if it's ever been done before to have a plastic surgery and breast cancer podcast. You know, I think we're the only ones out there. Maybe we're not. I'm sure people will let us know, but it is something new and excited that we're going to try and bring a lot of uh, basic educational uh, principles for breast cancer care as well as plastic surgery to patients. And we're going to do it together. I know. I'm super excited. Thank you for teaming up with me. I'm really hoping this is going to educate and empower our patient populations and our followers. Yeah. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to give people a sense of, you know, what do we do every day? Our, our schedules are similar, but they're different. You know, what we do is similar, but different. And I think a lot of people probably don't know the difference between a breast cancer surgeon and let's say a breast cancer reconstructive surgeon. So what do you do? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Actually, I do have patients who call me and ask me to do reconstruction and I, I quickly send them your way. But so as a breast cancer surgeon, I, I see patients who are at high risk for breast cancer, who are diagnosed with breast cancer or have an abnormal mammogram or if they feel a mass. I also see patients when they come in and already have a diagnosis of benign breast disease. Yeah. You know, for me, it's mostly patients who, uh, are active breast cancer patients, someone who's had a diagnosis of breast cancer. Oftentimes we'll do those operations together. We work in a team uh, all the time. Uh, we have a team of a few breast surgeons, a few plastic surgeons that we care for patients. And then a lot of our patients are actually folks that have had previous reconstruction or maybe no reconstruction and are coming for a de novo, a new reconstruction. Maybe they've had problems with implants and we're talking to them about ways to fix their implants or do a, a tissue-based reconstruction. So it's a mix of people with active cancer and people who've had a history of cancer. That's the majority of the patients that I see. What type of surgeries do you perform, Dr. Tiwari? Yeah, you know, uh, probably the surgery I love performing the most is the DIP flap reconstruction, where we're taking tissue from the tummy, from the abdominal area, and using it to reconstruct uh, a breast. I love it because it's uh, something that I think is a wonderful outcome for patients. It avoids any type of implants. People can look very natural. I just like it as a surgery. It's something that I've always sort of had a fascination for. What about you? What uh, What's your favorite surgery? What do you do the most? Yes. So I do lumpectomies uh, for women with breast cancer. I do excisional biopsies for benign breast disease. I also perform mastectomies and they range from total mastectomies, which is removing the entire breast without reconstruction to skin sparing mastectomy, where we remove the breast tissue and the nipple and plastic surgeon like Dr. Tiwari and his team will perform reconstruction. I also do nipple sparing mastectomy. Uh, that's where we, re we leave the skin and the nipple, but remove the breast tissue. And again, plastic surgery, they perform reconstruction. Uh, one of the most fascinating things that we've been doing most recently is called Goldilocks mastectomy. It's for those women who have really large drooping breasts um, and they really don't want reconstruction or they're not candidates for traditional reconstruction. Uh, I remove the breast tissue and just leave the skin and fold it in like a burrito fashion. So they have what looks like a breast mound. So I, I do perform a number of arrays of surgeries, and I will say probably my my most favorite probably is now becoming Goldilocks. But 
Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those results that you've done, and they've come out beautifully, I have to say. Um, and I think we've done some together where we've even done a reconstruction with tissue after the Goldilocks. So yes, I think it yes. really adds a lot to what we can offer patients. And it's a pretty cool surgery. I, I don't know who came up with it. I don't know why they called it Goldilocks, but... Um, yeah, so I know exactly who... Well. Yeah, I know who came up with it. It's the lady in California. Her name is um, Heather Richardson. And so I actually spoke to her about this. So yeah, it's a really great option for our patients uh, in Columbus, Ohio, who are really have large breasts, you know, drooping breasts after, you know, nursing kids, whatnot, the breasts become a little droopy. This is a great option, not putting any type of uh, implant-based reconstruction or using tissue from other parts of the body, but that doesn't mean they cannot have reconstruction down the road. So Goldilocks is just means it's just right. It's not the traditional reconstruction using implants or using the reconstruction, using the belly tissue, which by the way, Dr. Tiwari, we do a lot of work with you with the DIEP flaps and you're phenomenal at it. You and your partners are really great. So thanks. I do like the the Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold, just right. That's just a, right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, you know, one thing that I get asked a lot is what is my typical day like? So I'm going to ask you that question. What is your typical day like? Yeah, my day starts very early. So I, t I usually get up around 4.35. I work out. 4.30? Um, that's my day that I get up. Yes. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, so I work out and do some things and journal and things like that. I leave my home between 6.15, 6.30, get to work. If I'm operating, surgeries usually start around 7.30. Wait, wait. I want to go back to your morning routines because I've got a morning routine also. And I think that's really important to like help set up the day correctly. So you get up at 4.30. And then yes. you immediately start working out? Yeah. So I've already, before I go to bed, I know what workout I'm going to do. So I do a lot of the martial arts stuff. It's called body combat. It's just online lessons that you have. So um, it involves a lot of core, um, sort of like kickboxing. I also lift weights. I alternate lifting weights with the kickboxing. And so I do that probably 45 minutes or so in the morning. Then I do some journaling and I kind of sit down and think about the things I need to do and think about the patients that I'm operating on that day. Um, so you, you journal about your patients? So I journal about sort of like almost like a prayer about praying for my patients for the day, for everything to go well. I pray for my kids, my family, and it's just something that I've always done. Hmm. And then in the nighttime, I'm grateful for, so I have a gratitude journal that I'm grateful for the things that have happened. So, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so I then that just sets me up really good for the day mentally, physically. I feel like I've accomplished, you know, the dopamine release with working out. You know, it really sets me up for success, I feel like. And the days that I don't do that, I can tell a difference in how and I feel you, mentally. Do you do that every day? I do that five days a week in the morning. Wow. And then so on weekends, I have a different routine. But I'm way less consistent, but my morning routine is I also get up very early. I get up at 4.30 in the morning, and um, I will stretch and uh, work out, usually do things like sit-ups and push-ups for probably about 45 minutes also. And then I'll try to do about five to 10 minutes of just like a morning meditation. Um, and that does help kind of center my brain and I think helps with anxiety, helps with, you know, focus, all those types of things. And then another big part of my morning routine is I take a cold shower. So I take a freezing oh, wow. cold shower every morning, which <laughs> seems insane, a cold shower. People can notice in my mood and they kind of notice in my energy or, or whatever it is that I've not taken a cold shower. And I did a little experiment where I would take a cold shower one day, not take a cold shower the other day. And almost invariably people notice the day's that I did not take a cold shower. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So how many minutes are you in the cold shower? 
Um, I'm I do a, like a, a regular shower, but I'm probably not in there more than five minutes tops. Wow. So there's a lot of research on longevity with the cold showers in the morning. So I'm glad that you're doing that. I cannot get myself <laughs> to do that. <laughs> now, I, uh, I got one more morning question for you. Are you a coffee drinker or not a coffee drinker? Yes, coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have my coffee for me too. Yeah, I usually have a shot of espresso before my workouts and then the regular coffee on my way to work. So, yeah, I don't eat till about noon or so. So I do sort of the intermittent fasting kind of a thing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we get to say if I'm operating. So it's usually two to three days a week. We're, we're uh, only at 7 a.m. and we've already had <laughs> some complete days. <laughs> uh, right, right. I know. Uh, and surgeries can go between 7.30 to 5 or 6, sometimes a little later, and, you know, dictating, calling patients, things like that. I usually don't get home till like 7 p.m. or so. So it's a 12.13 hour day for me uh, for uh, for the days that I'm in surgery. But how about you on the yeah, your surgery days? Kind of the same. You know, we start at 7.30 and uh, my, the DIP flap cases tend to be longer cases or six, seven hours. Sometimes I've got other cases to do. Um, so I'm usually operating until at least four or five. And then I do try to do a quick workout in the evening. Um, I'm probably less consistent with it than I'd like to be, but I always get home, try to have dinner with, you know, my wife and children and do a little work in the evening, but I'm very like crazy about getting to bed on time. So like I am like in bed by like nine 30. Oh, that's awesome. I just started doing that this past week, going to bed at like 9.30. I used to not do that in the past. So I also do a workout when I get home uh, from work. Uh, also kind of resets me and, you know, gets me ready for my evening routine, which is workout. I usually don't eat after 6. So my husband is does intermittent fasting, so he doesn't eat after 6 either. So we actually don't have dinner together. But we do go to the Y or we work out together um, and then I come back and I like to read something in the evening and usually calling, you know, my family and things like that. But I try, I'm trying to get to bed at 930 and it has really made a huge difference in my mental, um, attitude the next day. I think once you're rested, you do feel much better. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the, this three, two, one rule, you know, no, uh, what is it? No eating three hours before, no drinking two hours before and no screens one hour before. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so it's okay. something that I've been doing, and definitely the screens this makes a big difference. So screens are no good. Anyone who's listening, no screens an hour before you go to bed. So do you then, how do you unwind without a phone in your hands? Uh, usually I'll either read something or, um, yeah, I'll usually just read something right before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I read on my Kindle, so unfortunately I do need a screen, but <laughs> but I'm going to try to implement that three to one. I really like that a lot, so... And uh, and I take shower both morning and at night, and I think the evening I do shower. Too. I take yeah. the evening shower too because my morning shower is a cold shower, so it's super quick. So I, I don't know how you do that. All these all these personal details. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are your office days like then? Office days are in some ways more relaxing, but more energy draining um, yeah. for me. You know, when yeah. I'm in the office, I don't start till about nine usually. Sometimes I'll have a short case to do in the operating room before, but typically not at 9 a.m. I'll start in the office. I'll see anywhere from 20 to 40 patients, which is, you know, a good number of people. And um, it's a, I, I do feel, you know, more interestingly drained, interestingly drained after the office than I do after the operating room. And I think a lot of it is there's a lot of mental and emotional energy uh, in talking to patients and, and um, going through uh, a lot of the things that we have to talk about uh, on an everyday basis. And sometimes it can be very emotionally draining, very uh, 
physically draining, but I'm curious if you feel the same, if the 100% feel the same. Yeah. So I have office two or three days a week and I see about 20 to 25 patients, which is a lot for us because the cancer discussions does take quite a bit of time. And when I come home, I'm extremely drained. I think more than anything, it's the dictating the notes takes a long time. Uh, and then calling patients with the results. If it's cancer diagnosis, it's not just, you know, you have cancer and hanging up the call. It's explaining to them, trying to prepare them what's coming. So that takes a little bit of time. Uh, so it, does, it is very draining in, by the time I get home. That's funny because we've never really <laughs> talked about our routines, you know, the, our morning routine, our evening routine. But like, I think in order to be able to do the things that we do. Um, it's really important to take care of yourself first and, and prioritize uh, your own physical and mental well-being. So uh, it's interesting that we've kind of come at it from different angles. Yeah. But, but It's so funny. I've known you for like so many years now, and I had no idea about your morning routine and your evening routine, but I'm going to steal the three to one rule for sure. The cold showers, I'm not sure yet. I just I can't get myself to do it. That's so cold. My, but My wife thinks it's completely crazy, but the, I'm telling you, the, the cold showers yeah. make a huge difference. I don't know what they do, but I definitely feel more energized after the cold showers. Yeah. Although I can't do it all the time, you know, quickly when it's really cold outside, it does become yeah. more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about this uh, uh, this podcast of breast plastic surgery series with you, Dr. Tiwari. You know, there are so many things that we don't have time to talk to our patients when they come to see us in our office because of the schedule, of the hectic schedule. But I'm hoping this is a platform where we can do that. Yeah, and I think it will uh, be really useful for, for us just to talk about what we do. And there are things that I know that you do, there are things that you know that I do, but there's probably some subtleties that we don't even appreciate that we can explore on this podcast and use it as a way to educate folks um, on what they can expect when they see a breast surgeon, when they see a plastic surgeon, not necessarily us, but anybody when they're coming with this type of a problem. And many teams of breast and plastic surgeons work similarly to the way we do. So I'm sure um, a lot of our discussion is going to be applicable to other folks around yeah. the country. So yeah, I think this will be really cool. Yeah, so excited. Can't wait till our next time together. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to this little snippet of uh, our podcast. And next time, I think we'll talk about maybe some of the procedures that we do and some of the more meaty uh, elements of uh, surgery and recovery and all those types of things. Yes, I'm so looking forward to it. Dr. Tiwari, thank you so much for taking this time to do this podcast with me. It means the world to me. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.